Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. And this week, it's Redwater Week! Woo! Woo! Get me my M-bar! <laughs> M-bar. <laughs> I'm back from kicking the walls of Kristara down. Emma! <laughs> and I'm an agent from Horse Protective Services. We are concerned about the whereabouts of M-bar. If you see him, please call me. Connor. So what we got coming up this week, Emma? This week we will be discussing episode three of Redwater, trying to solve another unsolved mystery of Walford. And there is much more to look forward to, but first, here's the jingle. We're talking Redwater now, Kathleen has come to town, stay away from my family now, this favourite show of mine. Father Dominic, we say, Dermot is his name. Alfie's not impressed with drownings and the rest. This favourite show of mine. So this week, we kick off with Kat's thoughts about Dermot. Apparently, he has creepy eyes. And then next minute, she's laughing. (laughs) And while she's talking about Dermot's eyes. Of course. Where else would we pan to? Other than a dead shark. (laughs) Yes, that was a nice sight, wasn't it? Very. (laughs) Why are we so animal focused in Redwater? We've had whales, we've had dogs from flipping the mist. Mouse. We've had. Yes, literally. Enbar. Like, we've had animals everywhere. Like, it's like, the flipping, like I said it last time, didn't I? Animals are farthing wood. Like, it's just like, what's next? We're going to have a snake or we're going to have, like, a pheasant. Like, what is happening? Is Peter Rabbit going to come around the corner? Tigger just like, bounces along. <laughs> it is. It's like, he has his eyes, Kathleen. And all of a sudden, there's a crow, like, flying by. I didn't get why there was then a crow coming towards the shark and then... <laughs> All of a sudden, they're just talking about them, and Dermot just goes, murder. Yeah, I love that. Murder. What? That's what they call them. That's what they call them. Murder of crows. I'm like, yeah, but there's only one. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a murder. (laughs) The only murderer around here is you, Dermot. (laughs) My favourite thing is that, Yellow seems to be Kathleen's, like, colour of choice. I was thinking that. She had a lovely yellow top on, replacing the yellow cardi. She's finally changed her outfit. She's changed her outfit. That's true. (laughs) She's she's finally gotten out of that that same meringue dress and cardi and stuff. Yes, she's done very well. She's changed that. But she is now still wearing yellow. I'm like, who is she? It's just the Power Rangers. You know how in the Power Rangers, you always wear their colours. Like, even when they weren't Power Rangers, you knew who they were because... Like, the Red Ranger would be wearing, like, a red tank top. Like, the Blue Ranger would be wearing blue overalls. Like, it was so obvious. We now know who Yellow Power Ranger was. It was it's Kathleen. Kathleen. Yeah. I mean, there's Power Rangers all over the world in the series. <laughs> Maybe she's just the Irish Power Ranger. <laughs> I love the next bit when Dermot gets out one of the world's oldest phones. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh, my God! I can't wait to discuss this picture! <laughs> on that phone it looks so old that it wouldn't be able to take a picture <laughs> it's so, I'm sorry I'm dying thinking about that scene I just loved it because then he goes oh look at this cute picture cute right 
and he like turns around. He literally looks terrifying. <laughs> hey, in that picture of Tommy, <laughs> do you know what it looks like? You know, in like <laughs> you know, like crime documentaries. <laughs> I have the pictures of like the victims and the like murderers and you can just tell that they were going to be criminals just from the picture you look at it it's got like dead soulless eyes like a great white shark and he's got this creepy creepy hairdo everything's black and creepy like it's yeah couldn't have told you that he was going to be a murderer nah not a clue I was like, sorry, we jumped from Redwater to, you know, like a serial killing documentary series. It says Crime Watch. Are we going to get a reconstruction? Like, <laughs> it, it's something else, that picture. It'll be like the case of Tommy Moon. <laughs> yes, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> the vanishing of little Tommy Moon. I love how we just created a whole different show now. <laughs> from one photo. <laughs> from one picture, guys. Welcome to A20. <laughs> Cue pictures aside, it's all business with Dermot. He wants to talk about the elephant in the room. Who's his daddy? It was a little bit awkward when he was like, Harry, what's his second name? It's like, do you really need to know his second name though? Like, <laughs> yeah, that I mean, like, weird. It is odd, isn't it? Like, I guess he probably wanted to look up his dad or something, but like, I also just thought, like, it's a little bit odd because you've only just now met your mum. Wouldn't you just prefer to focus on her for a little yeah. bit and then find him? But then again, with time, we don't know how long they've been hanging out since the reveal. That's true. They could have been there for three years. One minute we it's a don't... reveal, the next they're, like, acting like they've known each other for weeks. Yeah, that's what's happened, Emma. You say they've been there for about 500 years, but Kat's, Kat's actually not changed out of that little dress that she was wearing, that little cardigan number. All that's happened is times degraded it. So it's just it's just turned into a tiny little top that she just tucked in. <laughs> it's just been there for centuries. Or maybe she evolves. Maybe she's like the doctor, but the outfit changes each time. <laughs> Regenerates. Yeah. I love that. A Kathleen regeneration. <laughs> I just I just loved it because I can't obviously awkwardly had to not tell him his surname. And naturally, for someone as fragile as Dermot, it probably wouldn't be the best best idea to tell him that straight off the go. I can understand a little bit why Kat doesn't want to tell him. Cue the music. The giants of red water off the go. Yeah, that's it. We're now ploughing through the intro now. I would love us to recreate the titles, but us being the giants. Yeah. Like, really bad, like, really cheap. We should do that, actually, put on Instagram. <laughs> I love that. And literally, you know, when it's got all the names going across, it'll just be yeah. our names constantly. <laughs> Produced by, made by, pretend you didn't see this. <laughs> Acted by. <laughs> I love it. Um, but we finally discover who in the intro is running along the beach. Don't wear Emma. It's actually Andrew and Kieran. Because we're cut from the intro to them running. We do, we do. Yes. I mean, they're not naked whilst they're running. So that's that's something that the intro decided to add in there because that man's naked when he's running, clearly. <laughs> it's very strange. Very strange choice. <laughs> like, when we recreate them, I don't think we should be running naked down the beach. We'll have to go fully no. dressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, Kieran and Andrew, as we say, are working up a sweat on there, Emma. They're working up a sweat, <laughs> getting all hot and bothered, going for a exercise. 
As soon as that scene came on, I was like, oh God. And I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I bet Carl's no, going to bounce and go, wow, <laughs> And he takes his shirt off, runs yes. into that sea. Kieran's it's gonna delighted. <laughs> it's going to get all wet, Emma. Oh. And Kieran's like, you're losing it, bro, in like his most American <laughs> accent ever. I love that this little Irish boy from Ireland totally doesn't speak any Irish, doesn't have an accent, nothing. Totally American. It's like Ireland's never touched him. Nah. Born, Born in, in the, the USA. USA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. And then suddenly, as like Andrew decides he's going to strip off and get all wet with Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran can't go in the sea and join him. He can't get wet with Andrew because as much as he wants to, as much as he wants to get close to that that cousin of his, he can't. Stop. <laughs> he just can't get it. like that cousin. It's wrong. <laughs> Do you know what it's like? It's like a new version of know that song. Don't stand. Don't stand too close <laughs> to me. That's what it's like, isn't it? <laughs> Young Andrew, get out of my mind. <laughs> I love it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so despite how much he wants to embrace his cousin, <laughs> running the best thing together. <laughs> <laughs> So Kieran has a flashback Alfie style. Yes. We're seeing waves crashing, screaming, crows again. They're obsessed with crows right now. They are obsessed with crows. They're obsessed <laughs> with animals because all, all Kieran's saying is, Mouse! Mouse! <laughs> I swear to God, every time he shouted though, I was still expecting to see like a little mouse. <laughs> like a little mouse on the boat. I'm right here. Don't worry. <laughs> I've got me cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he's having his flashback and you know when the crows are coming the mouse is just walking along the beach yeah having a little day out see the crows they're coming for her <laughs> that's got, what actually happened to mouse got a little um, got a little backpack on off she goes yeah. <laughs> off she goes she's trying to leave red water Agnes won't allow that Agnes won't allow that send the crows maybe she's like sabrina the teenage witch and she was a person but then she went ding and became a man oh maybe maybe she's magic maybe well i think agnes is magic so magic probably runs for the family well agnes is red water so she She is red water she She is is magic (laughs) she controls everything on the island speaking of agnes (laughs) oh i love this i love this this bit was everything. <laughs> Agnes comes trotting along. Yeah. <laughs> Agnes comes along in a big long coat, giving woman full Lance life, by the way, because she looks very much like a farmer Lance. And um, she picks up a shell and just puts it to her ear. <laughs> and calls Lance. And calls Lance, apparently. That's how you do it. I expect her to go like this, look. Shalom. Hello, Lance. Lance, thank you. I laughed then, when she did it, especially because I was like, "E, imagine if like Lance answered, and then he did." <laughs> <No, laughs> I'm telling you, 
she has revolutionised Most Haunted to me. Because you know how they had used to do like a massive big seance around like a table or something? Oh, you just have to pick up a shell. You just pick up a shell. I and have the game. taken a photo so we can put that on Twitter and Instagram for you all to enjoy. It's a little teaser of what's coming up this week. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's just so funny. And I just loved that the, the line that she has, it's not like, I love you, Agnes. Come back to me or something like that. It's Pearl for my rose. Okay. But what about the house, the farm? She doesn't want a blooming pearl, Lance. No, don't she worry. Wants a farm. No, he gave her memories, good and bad. <laughs> that's true. The memories <laughs> and a pearl. <laughs> I think that's good enough. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Lance Lance was worth worth a lot. So I think really she did get a lot out of him. She's got a lot of good memories. Do you think Lance is a merman? <laughs> because he then started after he answered his shell phone. Yeah, his shell call. He um started to swim towards her. Yeah, I do love how Ghost Lance is just like living his best afterlife. Like he's literally just like you know, pottering around, having a duet with Aideen, um, you know, visiting Dermot. I love you, boy. Having I love a you, swim. <laughs> proud of him. Yeah, very proud of him for murdering him. <laughs> and then he's tottering along, going for a swim still. Maybe that's where Mbar's been, because that horse has been missing. Maybe, maybe, maybe Lance has just been writing him. Episode four, we'll see him doing that. Yeah. And then episode five, we'll see him kicking the walls of Kustar. <laughs> Kick on the walls of Kushtara. <laughs> Why are they all they having are... these visions? It's like Alfie's got contagious like uh, visions. He's spreading it around. He's actually like infected with something. <laughs> and then she realizes it's not Lance. It's Andy. It's Andrew. Getting wet and swimming, waiting for his cousin to come join him. <laughs> I can't resist. I'm sorry. And then. And then he approaches her and he's like, you're right, Nan. You're right. Um, her next like response about <laughs> what they're going to do for the day tipped me over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> tipped me over the edge. The shell was something. But then Agnes literally turns around and goes, yeah, yeah. Good good day. Good weather for the, the memorial barbecue. Why is it? <laughs> it's it overcast. <laughs> It is. I know it's like same time. <laughs> you know, like you check your phone for the weather. It'll pop up saying torrential rain incoming or something like that. You know, like it'll be minus three degrees by like four o'clock. Like she's literally like lovely weather for a barbecue. <laughs> lovely weather. Nothing better than the Irish rain on your face. I just love it. Also, that's not ideal for a barbecue though. Rain. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to help cook it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> also, a memorial barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I mean, I just love it. I love it. Who has a feast to celebrate? They're like dead loved one. Like, it's like, yeah, let's pop some shrimp on the barbie. Let's get some sausages. Don't forget the burgers. Don't forget the burgers, Eileen. I mean, if I was going to die, I hope that people would have a memorial barbecue on the on the beach in an overcast day with Agnes. And personally, that's that's my dream. Okay, I can try and get that for you. I don't know if I'll get Agnes. Well, I mean, you can always invite her. I can do the rest. 
you know what i wonder if she does you know when you can go on those celebrity websites and get like a message i wonder if she's on we should still get one we so should i wonder they say you're not welcome here kathleen (laughs) stay away from my family kathleen oh my god yes i would love to say that oh i want the guy who plays lance to say up your (laughs) hole with a big jam roll Up my hole, a big jam roll. <laughs> Do you know what this barbecue was lacking as well? When you just said that, that reminded me. This barbecue, we never see anyone say, let's remember the jam rolls. I was very insulted by that because I thought, poor Lance. He loved one. This is meant to, he did. He loved them. And this is meant to be his memorial barbecue. I mean, I don't know why they're having another memorial 10 days after the Murray had a wake and a funeral and a celebration. Like, it feels like you're doing this quite some time now. Like, are you just going to continue celebrating Lance for the rest of your lives? <laughs> Down the line. Let's have our Christmas uh, our Christmas Day for Lance. Christmas Day for Lance. Lance's Day. Yeah, Lance's Day. <laughs> Don't what? forget to have that 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 uh, Lance picnic tomorrow. We'll have that Lance picnic. <laughs> and after that, Lance afternoon tea. <laughs> 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 and lunch supper don't forget my candlelit lunch supper <laughs> lunch fool's day lunch ween <laughs> you have fireworks for lunch on, <laughs> on bonfire night bon, bonfire lunch <laughs> bonfire lunch <laughs> lunch um, fire new lunch <laughs> new lunch eve new lunch day I mean... You set off the Lance works. <laughs> Everything's just Lance. Everything's just Lance. <laughs> you just have to honour him for, like, eternity. On Lance... What's he said? <laughs> on Lance Ween, what they have is pumpkins where they all have to... You know where we carve faces in? It all has to be Lance faces. <laughs> you know how they had that special day where they all ran in the water? Maybe they'll yeah. redo a day like that, but for Lance. Lance's sea day. Lance's sea day. <laughs> Ride M bar for Lance Day. Oh, Dean will be at the front of the queue. I mean, everyone was meant to be invited to that barbecue, but I didn't see M bar either. He never got an invitation, that poor flipping horse. He didn't. So then, before before we move on from Agnes and our barbecue dreams, I just have to bring up one last, one last thing. That had me going, my God, this scene is just everything. This little segment is just everything. Andrew's chicken impression. Oh, I brought that down as well. Agnes was literally creasing. It was the funniest thing she's ever seen. I don't think I ever saw that woman crack a smile. <laughs> it was like... And then it's like, Agnes going... <laughs> like an unhinged-like person. <laughs> Oh, lover. So we move on from strange barbecues and, and you know, overcast weather and chicken impressions and shallows. And we go and visit the Moon Residence. They might as well be their house now because they've been living there for like, you know, three months or something. God knows how long they've been there. I genuinely don't know. I really have no idea. I'm convinced this is all just some strange vision from Alfie because he's just sat in the dark, isn't he? They open the door <laughs> and he's like, it's a way he's just sitting, staring <laughs> straight forward in the dark, like he's been possessed. 
It's Lance. <laughs> 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 he just stands up and he just goes, that damn woman. <laughs> and Dermot goes, are you all right, Alfie? And he just turns to Dermot and goes, I love you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Lance is round for tea. Because remember, they're having their Lance tea tonight. The Lance tea. They're Lance having their Lance tea. tea. They're also going to have their Lance bacon sandwiches. They were going to have them. But yeah. Tommy put bacon in the toaster, so they won't be having them. I've got some things to say about this. I've got a few as well. Ooh. Is there anything to do with Alfie telling Tommy that he shouldn't have been cooking bacon by himself? But then in the same same few moments before, he was like, I told you to put the bacon on. <laughs> and Kat said, no, Tommy, you know you shouldn't be cooking unless we're around. He's seven. <laughs> Why would he be using a frying pan? Why is he cooking like that? Like, you should be able to yarn it over it. He's like five. Like, I know he's seven, but like, he's like five. He's like the size of a five-year-old. I love when... He's not exactly mature, is he? Like, you know how some kids, you can say, well, they're very mature for their age. You know, you, you've got like these kids who can write like 300 novels in the, by the age of like 11. Yeah. You know, like this is my kids. He's not that, is he? He's not like this gifted <laughs> child. He's not going to be like the next, like, uh, Gordon Ramsay. I was going to say like, Gordon Ramsay. I've just done you some uh, some macaroons. I'm doing you, doing you a nice creme brulee now. Gets a little burner out. I mean, that's not that's not what's going to happen. He's going to stick bacon in a toaster because he's seven years old. <laughs> I love when Alfie was like, "You've seen me make bacon before, and you know I don't put it in the toaster." I'm so angry, but like you have actually just left a seven year old to make bacon by himself. Yeah. Do you remember when Alfie in the series, like, of EastEnders, like, criticised Kat for leaving her kids unattended? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, remember that? Remember that? Remember, do you think he remembers Redwater? I also find it interesting that he says that, like, Tommy could have burnt the place down and, I mean, Alfie can't be doing that again. Can he? I know, I know, yeah. True. <laughs> oh, Arsonists must run in the family. <laughs> he's insurance scam, remember that? <laughs> That's actually what Tommy was doing. He just wanted to burn the house down to get some money. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way um, Dermot's like sticking up for him in a really yeah. weird way and saying he, he showed initiative there. He's like, who wants smoky bacon? Well, no one, it's burnt. Yeah, no one wants bacon cooked in a toaster, Dermot. It's, it was literally like, on, It was literally on fire. <laughs> I did love Dermot's approval. Great big brother skills there, Dermot. I know you're very new to this, but uh, yeah, I don't think approving of him almost burning the house down is great. no. But then again, you know, we did have that really cute picture with Tommy. That really cute picture. They've really bonded over that picture. <laughs> Stares eerily at the camera. <laughs> I, oh. I sort of believe that Dermot may have put the bacon in the toaster. I'm not going to lie. Sabotage Tommy. <laughs> he seems throughout the episode to suddenly start to hate Tommy, so I really wouldn't put it past him. I mean... German is a little bit crazy, so yeah, I wouldn't either. I'm convinced that. Do you know, if it's not him, it's Aideen, because I'm with Bernie. She's up to something. <laughs> that Aideen can't be trusted. <laughs> she murdered Lance. <laughs> All for Ember. She's got a strange relationship with that horse. <laughs> so, we've finally cut away from the moons to go and visit that's most sacred place in Redwater. The place that we all love. We all have a deep longing to a journey to. 
And no, I'm not talking about a religious site for most. It's sacred only to us eight twenty years. It's Kushtara. <laughs> oh yes, Eileen and Roisin. They've paid a visit. They're having a little laugh in uh, in Kushtara. And oh. one of the many funny stories that they're remembering <laughs> involves Agnes chasing Sean. I'm assuming Sean is Eileen's ex-husband because she goes on yes. to say that she doesn't see him anymore. Everything gets really awkward. So I'm assuming that's who it is. But anyway, the, <laughs> hilarious, this story, <laughs> apparently. Agnes chasing Sean with a shotgun. <laughs> I just love how okay they are with crime. <laughs> <laughs> You're not welcome here. This is Kushtara. There's a difference between her running in and shouting and chasing them, but with a shotgun? I mean, I know. what the hell, Agnes? Uh, and can I just say that, you know, taking your rage out on Kushtara must be just a thing in their family because Ryson, sorry, Rusheen, or as I like to call her, Ryson, Ryson was basically pulling off and kicking out the boards on the windows. <laughs> I was like, so is this instead of kicking the walls of Kushtara, <laughs> Ryson basically kicks the boards out of out the windows. <laughs> kicking the boards of Kushtara. Kicking the boards out of Kushtara. <laughs> That's why you're not completely in the afterlife, but you're, you're sort of venturing there. <laughs> That's what that saying means. That old famous Redwater saying, kicking the, the boards out of Kushtara's windows. Maybe that's the first part of the test. You know, when I was saying it was like um, Total Wipeout and yes. um, Ninja Warrior and stuff like that. Yes, Maybe they've that's... got to kick all the... They've got to kick <laughs> down. Maybe you have to get from the boards, then you've got to go somewhere else, and then the end yeah. gets the walls. Right, yes. Yeah. So Lance was already at the end of it. He he was kicking the walls. He was kicking the walls. He was at the yeah. end. So yeah. he, he made it. He made it that far. Yeah. And I think I, I think I can now pronounce Ninja Warrior UK, anyone who heard the other week where I made a mess of the name. <laughs> Mount Midori Armour. Yeah! Well done! Yay! I Congratulations! Yay! Congratulations! <laughs> and later, Emma's going to be kicking the walls of Kushtara. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of saints... Got another one of Lance's other favourite sayings, apparently. He's got many favourite sayings. Bird can't fly on one wing. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, of course it can't. It's only got one wing. That's just common sense. But you can't sense. fire it out of a rocket. That's oh. important to note. I mean, I don't think you should. I love how they're laughing and joking about all these hilarious times. Yeah. And then Agnes just hovers over them. Happy are we? <laughs> <laughs> It's just emerged from the walls of Kushtara. It's just like melded out of them. You know how like Voldemort, when he came in the, you know, the ministry in the uh, in the battle with Dumbledore, when he came out like that, he was like, yeah. and like came out like smoke. That's what Agnes has just done. She's like, yeah. You know, because this is her island, I feel like that when she knows something's going on, she just appears. <laughs> <laughs> she just transports just like, to that place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. She's like, like you've been talking about my Kushtara, have you? <laughs> what are they up to? Hello, girls. What are we talking about? All I can say is I absolutely love Eileen in this moment as well, because she goes, Oh <laughs> It's it's gorgeous, Mammy, isn't it? It's gorgeous. <laughs> it literally looks like a vandalized crack den. 
It's got no- nothing. Everything's fallen down. <laughs> There's black mould all up its walls. The windows are boarded up. There's no furnishings. Beautiful. The fireplace is covered in damp. Like, it's gorgeous. If there's a place Everywhere. I want to live, yeah, it's there. Yes, it I've always dreamed of living here. It was the kind of place where if you turned up, it would be really haunted and you would probably <laughs> see a skeleton sat in the chair. And it, yeah. it would be one of those movies where there's cobwebs that turn around and they go, ah! And there's yeah, a skeleton a in the outfit that she was last in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a black and white ghost film, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like skeletons are coming down the stairs. <laughs> spiders all over the place. Yeah. Yes, and they're not normal spiders like tarantulas. They're like actual Chilean tarantulas. <laughs> You know what? Apparently Eileen's not the only one who thinks Kushtara's gorgeous. Because Agnes. Agnes loves Kushtara. Oh, yes. She was stroking the... <laughs> stroking the beams. The beams. It was giving us flashbacks to I Married the Eiffel Tower. You know that documentary? I like, did. I was thinking that too. I just imagined Agnes going, I wish I could be an object like you. <laughs> <laughs> It now makes sense why <laughs> Agnes didn't want to sleep with Lance that night, doesn't it? <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, Lance, I've been cheating on you. Kushtara has always had my heart. <laughs> Kushtara has always had my heart. That's why I was kicking its walls. <laughs> you found <laughs> out like, about the affair. A woman having an affair with you. You're a house. <laughs> kicking it. <laughs> You're just a house. <laughs> What can you give her that I can't? Yeah, that's why I wouldn't leave her in the will. <laughs> he was, he was too scared. Jealous lover. He was too scared she loved it more than him. Yeah, I'll never let you have it. <laughs> I leave you with your memories of Christara, but our daughters will give it away. Yeah, I've suggested Eileen sells it. So you'll never be with Kushtara again. <laughs> <laughs> you will never love it more than me. <laughs> I just love that version of things. I love how we turn all of them into like strange, strange creatures who, who have strange fetishes. But isn't it weird because Redwater's on that level where it could go that way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's not difficult to do that. <laughs> So naturally, Agnes is absolutely furious when she realises the girls are there to sell the place. So she is How? in love with this place, literally. Yeah, she is. Love her life. Love her life. She was jealous when her mum had it. My mum. Remember, my mummy used to sit over there and you, you kids used to fight to get near her. I hated that woman. <laughs> this my house. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's not what she says. I just added that. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Agnes was thinking, though. <laughs> she's gone undertone. <laughs> yeah, she's always gone undertone, definitely. She's always hiding those veiled veiled thoughts, isn't she? So off she goes to see Lance. Shallow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get a shell out again. Get a shell Lance. out. Get a shell phone out. And, uh, <laughs> if you weren't dead already, I'd kill you myself. <laughs> gives him a call. Uh, <laughs> Well, she turns up and she tells them that the girls are selling Kushtara and she's like, you happy now? But I love then, that she hates them. Then this is weird because this is never brought up again after this. She finds a reef on the grave with a note signed M. 
Yes, very interesting mystery. Who is that? Very interesting mystery. Well, I've got a theory that it's the yes. same person leaving Dermot milk and orange juice. My God, imagine! <laughs> Never even thought about that. Really? That's the first thought, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. I wondered if it was actually Lance's like secret lover. So, you know, when she was hearing in that shell, a pearl for my rose. <laughs> actually talking about someone called my rose. M. See? See what I did there? Maybe. M. That's good. That's good. See? Pearl for my rose. I think they're both really good theories that could definitely go ahead. Yeah. So, obviously, oh. when, you, when you find a note with uh, a mysterious M on it, yeah. you go and put everything in the bin. Uh, the bin of fire. Yes, who has a burning bin in a church? <laughs> I've never went like. Do you know what it reminded me of? You know, like in like scenes where in like American like TV shows or something, they'll go to like a really rundown area and there's like burning bins. It's or, like burning bins. If you're Martin Fowler, you go to your local park. True. Yes, you do a bit of your your allotment. You go to your allotment. There's always a burning bin there. It's always a burning always. bin around there, isn't there? Yeah, so, like, it did remind us of that, or a dystopian, like, future, you know, where the world's been destroyed. Agnes has conquered the world and crushed everyone. <laughs> People had to live in Kushtara just to escape her wrath. Like, that's what I imagined was the reason why that flaming bin was there, because there's no other reason. <laughs> it was literally right outside of the church's doors. Have you ever went to your local church and there's been a burning bin? Never. 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 No. Why was it there? Why was it on fire? So many questions. I love it. None of them answered. It's just Dermot burning his clothes from that demon, yeah. Lance. Oh, hi, Agnes. You want to burn stuff too. Who did you kill? Yeah. She's like, that man. <laughs> I mean, I love that she's vandalising a wreath. And there's clearly a man over in the corner, like, you know, gardening or whatever. You can see him blurry, but you can see him. He doesn't say a word. She no. just goes up to a grave, takes a reef off and drops it in a burning bin. He's like, nothing to see. Just, just red water. It's just typical red water. <laughs> Where everything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> I did also have another theory of who the Ooh. mysterious M might have been. What if it was Big Mo? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh, M could stand for moon. True. True, Kathleen Moon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll remain a mystery until we find out, if we find out. <laughs> That's true. We, we might never, because it was never renewed for another series. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn you, ratings. <laughs> this damn rating system. <laughs> It's weird because if it did go ahead, Cat and Elfie probably wouldn't have come back to the square and would Haley have been introduced? I would have hoped they would have brought Haley into Redwater. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> we always used to come here when we were kids, didn't we, Cat? <laughs> you! Do you ever say that again? <laughs> I feel like that would have really added an extra something to the second series. Oh, the whole slate, I should have just come over to Redwater. <laughs> that would have just been perfect. So we're interrupted by some loud music. It's yes. Aideen! Without Ember. Ember. Yes! Where is poor Ember? Yeah, you know, I'm concerned. I just think it's shocking, isn't it? 
I just think it's absolutely shocking. She's just gotten straight over him. She's just listening to our, 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 our music and she's just doesn't, doesn't have a care in the world for that poor horse. No, I'm not okay with that. No? Poor thing. I was sat that whole episode wondering where Embar was because she was so <laughs> attached to Embar. Would, um, do you want uh, to go for a ride, Embar? That's all you ever heard. Now, yeah. suddenly, nowhere to be seen. Nah. But she has got a new obsession. Oh, she she's does. got a new obsession. She does. I think she's becoming a bit of a detective here. I think it runs in the family, doesn't it? Yeah, I think she's taking after her mum and uh, she's getting a bit suspicious. <laughs> yeah, what she didn't realise is that her mum's suspicious of her. <laughs> <laughs> so she's suspicious of her, Aideen's suspicious of her dad. <laughs> It runs in the family being suspicious of your family members. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, she basically comes down the stairs, listen to her, like, sad music, and then spots her dad. Bounce, wow, doing, doing some, doing some touching, helping, sexual healing, <laughs> sexual healing to Kieran. <laughs> I'm only joking, he's just putting a plaster on, but the, the amount of effort he put into it. I mean, I'm not being funny. I have loved many a man in my life. Many a man. And I would never have, like, gently, gently took their hand, slowly caressed it, and placed a plaster on. It took so long that if he was bleeding, that would just be everywhere. Be dead! He <laughs> <laughs> took so long to put that on. I was like, well, you just put it on. You literally just go like this. You just, yeah. You take that packet, just wrap it round. He was like... Gotta stop that blood. <laughs> <laughs> he was like slowly caressing the bubbles down on the, the blaster. Was like, there you go, my Kieran. <laughs> so as he left, Kieran bleed to death, basically, because he took that long to put it on. Yeah, yeah, infection set in, Kieran's dying. <laughs> <laughs> the plaster's still not on his finger to this day. <laughs> <laughs> his finger's necrotic, it's fell off. <laughs> Andrew's still caressing his hand. Don't worry, not long now. I'll just, I'll just try and get it perfect, symmetrical on this part. <laughs> <laughs> you could oh. never be a doctor or a nurse, could I, Andrew? Nah. No. Nah, certainly couldn't. Take too long. How long does it take him to put his own plasters on? Or does he have to get someone else to do it? <laughs> He's like, runs over to his mum. Mammy, will you put this plaster on, please? Cause, I don't know, I just off my knee and I can't, I can't do it. Just love it. Just yeah, love well, it. Well, Aideen's watching on, isn't she? She's not happy. She's not, She's not happy. happy. Mm-mm. I don't blame no. her. I mean, that's nah. weird for lots of reasons. It's yeah. not only her dad clearly having some sort of affair. It's her dad having an affair with his cousin. Yes. Who is also obviously related to her. I mean, I did also, I did, I do obviously stand by that stance because we're of normal people and we come from the normal world. But I did also think that's very judgmental of you, eighteen, because you're <laughs> having a relationship with a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, like you know, let's not throw stones in glass houses, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ember. <laughs> Sorry, we're just having a little bit of a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Aideen has to, she has to walk off. I thought Aideen was going to walk off and go and find Embar, but we just see her turn round in the next minute. We just hear, too slow. And I was like, oh my God. And it was Alfie. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how it, these scenes just cut. Yeah, you know, it's almost as if you've been like, you know, when you fall asleep and then you like jump like that. That's what those cuts are a bit like. It's like, oh, 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 we're in another scene now. <laughs> so, gosh, I didn't know where I was there for a second. It feels like you're having the hallucinations that they're having. Yes. <laughs> Red was a collective hallucination of the UK public. <laughs> of all us EastEnders fans. <laughs> I did love it because then, like, cat. Like, Dermot's running off with, like, Tommy's like, I'm going to get you. And that guy was just giving <laughs> oh, us, like, yeah. crime scene vibes. <laughs> I was flashing back to that creepy photo. <laughs> Tommy was last seen with Dermot on the beach three months ago. So Dermot's dad appears, doesn't he? And yes. he asks Tommy if he's worn Dermot out on that run. Yeah. And Tommy says... <laughs> <laughs> yes, say the words, Emma. <laughs> See the strange, creepy words. (laughs) (laughs) And Tommy replies, he's mine now. And everyone naturally looks awkward and weirded out by that. I think, is it red water? (laughs) Is this what red water does? Does it turn everyone into weird people? Oh, Tommy. But Jeremy, what? Jeremy. (laughs) You know what? He's went from Dominic to Dermot, and now we're so good with Dermot, we just decided let's give him a nickname. Let's call him Dermy. Let's call him Dermy. (laughs) Jeremy wants Tommy. Jeremy wants Tommy to keep his mouth shut, essentially, doesn't he? He's like, don't be telling my dad that I'm your brother. I'm like, well, why? You didn't even like the man. You never hit in his guts. Oh, yeah, that was only in, like, the last episode, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) It's so weird. So then Dermot basically tells him off. And then Alfie's about like, mm, getting the, the senses that something's going wrong. Something's Kathy's dodgy like, with this guy. Yeah, something's not right with this man. <laughs> that picture, that picture did it for him. Um, <laughs> it's the way he said, um, like, my dad can't find out about this. And Alfie's just like, right, I'll I'll remind Tommy. I'll tell Tommy. Um, I'll try my best. And Dermot's like, your best. Your best. I know, I love that. I was like, whoa, <laughs> and Alfie's like, okay, calm down. Yeah, calm down, love. <laughs> I'll try. You're seven, though. You know, you almost burnt the house down this morning. You didn't remember really listen to us. Bacon in the toaster. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, remember, Jim? You weren't, you weren't telling him off then, were you? You know, when he Your set fire, basically, to the house, you were fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> but calling him brother? Oh, no, we can't do that. Oh, no, we can't, can't do, do that. that. Can't do that, Kathleen. Then we cut from that scene where oh. Alfie's a little bit creeped out. Alfie's a little bit creeped out. We cut from that scene to disturbing your best to <laughs> Oh, oh, the Rattling Bog, the Rattling Bog in down the valley, oh, oh, the Rattling Bog, the Rattling Bog in the valley, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the tree on the branch of the tree in the valley, oh. I was going to try and learn all the words, but I thought, I just, I don't know. I couldn't quite get there. There was a lot of words. Yeah, a lot of tongue twisters. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Um, So it was Andrew, Eileen, Kieran, Aideen, John Joe, all having a lovely sing-along, random sing-along in the car. And Kieran's in the back with Aideen and John Joe. Aideen's staring at Kieran with hatred. And Kieran's just... (laughs) So Andrew's driving. 
and Kieran's yeah. got his hand on Andrew's shoulder, and no one, <laughs> no one thought that was weird at that time. No I one know, went. I thought that was so strange. I would be like, Kieran, why are you holding on to him? What are you doing? He's been so rude though as well. He's got his arm like right across eighteen. I know. Eighteen <laughs> should have smacked him and went, get out of my way. Yeah, no, I would have been like elbowing him. <laughs> Honestly, can I just say, is the reason why they were having that little sing song because they don't have radio in Redwater? Oh. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe. I was thinking that. That maybe there's no channels or anything in Redwater. They don't get the signal because Agnes blocks it. She's one of the outside world <laughs> no, information. No, why would you? I'm thinking yeah. that she would not want that. She wants she them only want to know about what's happening in Redwater. And so in order to, you know, pacify people, to let them have a bit of music whilst they're driving, she gave them the song. <laughs> I just wanted to sing it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Down in the valley, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only bit I got. I was like, I can join in now. Down in the valley, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rattling book. I'm never going to forget that song. It was fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely fabulous. Do message me if you would like me and Emma to produce our own version of Oh, the rattling book. <laughs> you know we love a song. <laughs> also, what is a rattling dog? Bogs don't rattle. That's... Yeah, that's an interesting one. <laughs> so rattlesnakes. <laughs> Aideen reveals something to her. Some shocking news, really. She hates barbecues. Did you not think it was a bit rude, though, when they get to the location and just Dermot appears, because he's a bit like Agnes, just mm-hmm. appears wherever you are. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was a bit rude when Aideen d- decided to say that the memorial, bearing in mind this is our great-grandfather, would be mm-hmm. boring. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's boring. We've been like three of these already, man. <laughs> she's like sick and tired. She's like, and then tomorrow we've got flipping afternoon tea for Lance. God. We've got when it gets barbecue to, too for Lance. When it gets to Lance's day, I don't know how she's going to cope because that's quite far away. I know. Happy Lance know. year. How is she going to cope? Oh, God, yeah. Eee, God. And then Lisa. it all starts again next year. I know. I just love that Aideen literally is so rude about her family memorial barbecue. It's everything. She is quintessential teenager. I don't want to go. It's a bit boring. I just love it. I absolutely love Aideen at the minute. Um, I mean, obviously, I still don't approve of her relationship with that horse. No, <laughs> no. No, there's something wrong there. There's <laughs> um, something wrong there. But then 18 reveals all this and Dermot's like, oh, you're just having a barbecue? <laughs> That's dead orcs, isn't it? <laughs> that awkward moment when you aren't invited to your own family's memorial barbecue. Yeah. I love it because not only does Dermot not get a verbal invitation by his family, you know, the people he thinks are, have thought he's his family for years, but then Eileen suddenly goes, great idea, let's invite some people. <laughs> I love Ta- that. the lead. <laughs> In her most, in her most American voice ever. Kathleen! <laughs> she goes over and invites Kathleen before she invites Dermot. I loved it. Because she asks Dermot if he's got any burgers. Yes! That he could bring. Ask him. But doesn't go, I remember you're invited too. That's left to Andrew. After they've yeah. already invited Kathleen and Alfie and Tommy. I bet you're right. I love it and though. I'm- Eileen's excuse for inviting people is because 
she's had enough of just hanging around with the family. They need to ha- um, hang out with some outsiders as well. Yeah, yeah. We've got to have some strangers. Let's invite everyone from, uh, you know, all in sundry. Let's have every stranger in all of Redwater. <laughs> um, I just absolutely adore her. I adore that entire scene. I have to say, the crown and pinnacle for me was when Andrew just turned around and went, oh, sorry, because forgot to invite you. <laughs> oh, that's I nice. love how you could forget to invite your own family member. Yeah, and like close family. Like, it's not like Dermot's one of those cousins that you never see. Dermot <laughs> literally lives in the same village as them and is their, like, priest or pastor or whatever he is. That's what he is. So they see him every time they go to church. But they forgot to invite him. You forgot, know. completely forgot about. He, you still had Dermot. <laughs> he was. They don't forget Kieran from America. But they forget no, no. Dermot from around the corner. See, what I think is, if Andrew was sleeping with Dermot, he would have remembered him, wouldn't he? <laughs> That's what I think. Not seeing his playing favourites or anything, but I think, you know, come on. There's different reasons as to why Cousin Kieran was invited. Yeah, exactly. Let's be real. And it wasn't because, you know, he's part of the family. It's because... <laughs> so now... Everyone's going to the barbecue and we pan to it and it's, you know, it's barbecue time. Aideen's just relaxing by the sea where she found Lance dead, you know, because that's normal. And then Bernie and Andrew are manning the barbecue and she's like, so have you spoken to Aideen? He's like, yeah, she's fine. Nothing wrong. She's okay. It pans back to Aideen relaxing with her music on, as I say, by the sea, exactly where she found Lance. Which Bernie yeah. says, she found her dead great-granddad right here 10 days ago. And you think she's fine. It's a bit weird, though, because Bernie mm. didn't help her originally when she had found him and said there was nothing she no. could do. And just like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember her line? I just don't know how to help you. <laughs> yeah. Let's take you to see your dead great-granddad. As if you haven't seen his dead body enough. So she can't really have a go at Andrew because she's just the same in this scenario. Yes. But why is Aideen quite happily lying there, right where she found him? It's why are creepy. they all there? <laughs> His dead body was washed up on the shoreline. It's not somewhere you want to go. Ah, oh, remember, this is where Daddy died. <laughs> remember. Oh, just feel close to him here. Picks up a shell. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I have to say, I also love the groovy farmer music where the like the the barbecue started. It was like, I was expecting to see a bunch of hillbillies like doing a jig, moonshiners. I just couldn't get over that music. And then this bit, this bit again. It's, this whole episode just tipped me over the edge. So, so we go from there to 18, <laughs> just wanting some vegetarian burgers, right? That's all she wants. That's all she wants. She doesn't want, like, you know, you don't have to go and get, like, you know, your luxury ones. You don't need to get your Stella McCartney ones. Like, you just get your normal burgers, for our veggie burgers. That's all she wants. Double G always used to provide them for her. Double G did. Double G. Who's Double G? <laughs> well, it's only... Double G, Lance. That's right. That's right. That was a street name. That was a street name when he used to do, you know, performance rap. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, he always used to get our veggie burgers. And now Andrew, Andrew seems to think that she'll just be fine. She'll just eat burger. Or in fact, better yet, just a whole, a whole lettuce. <laughs> we just a whole lettuce like it was a ball. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he also didn't wash it. Oh, no, he didn't. When he picked it up, I was like, hang on, was that set on the sand? <laughs> yeah, some dogs just walk by and weed on it. <laughs> no wonder she got angry and stormed off. I know. They've placed it right where, like, Lance was dead. Ah, oh, lovely, isn't it? Good taste, Dad. <laughs> you can almost taste the... This damn woman! <laughs> In every bite. I mean, I did love it because the boy team's just like, oh, well, I'll just starve then. So Kat and Alfie, they arrive for the memorial barbecue, followed yeah. by Agnes and Kieran. And she mm. is fuming when she sees <laughs> Kat and Alfie have been invited. Oh, no, she's not having that. I did love it because Agnes's face was just like thunder as soon as she saw Kat. I mean, what is Kat doing here? This isn't her family. Like, it is so weird. Like, Dermot, her family, yes, but none of these people are. This is a memorial celebration for Lance's family. Like, his family. If they just happen to be at the beach, fair enough, yes. because you can't stop them going to the beach because it's huge and they yeah. could be just coming for a visit. But to actually accept an invite to a memorial barbecue is so weird. And then get dressed up and join them in the sea, which is like their family <laughs> tradition or something. It's just so wrong. So whilst everyone's at the barbecue, Eileen's letting herself into Peter's house, which is weird because she hasn't lived here in such a long time. So how did she even know how to get in? <laughs> She's an excellent picklock. <laughs> She's like, Peter? Peter? <laughs> Peter? Are you coming down to the beach? I invited Kathleen. Come on. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's broken in. She smashed the window. She's unlocked it. <laughs> <laughs> I did just love it because, like, she's just broken in whilst, like, Dermot's dad, Peter, is having this really, like, sensitive moment with his wife, Iris's picture. He's like, well, here we go, Iris. Puts his sunglasses on, then takes them off, and it's like, no, I look stupid. And then walks out to the kitchen to find Eileen <laughs> has broken into his house. Yeah, just everything. That's just everything. And she's like... I can cook you something. I've I'm practically a chef back in America, and it's a bit where she's like, "I have a Twitter following. <laughs> Who doesn't have a Twitter following?" Yeah, like literally anyone does now. <laughs> I'm practically a chef back in America, and I have a Twitter following. How is she going to make anything when his cupboards are filled with tomato soup, vegetable soup, and corned beef? Yeah, I was surprised there was no spam. Yeah, surprised there was no spam. And then uh, Roisin comes in because she's like, uh, why is Eileen here when she should really be at the memorial barbecue for her dad? But instead, she's randomly trying to cook Peter some tea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get all the flirting that was going on with Peter because it's quite obvious both women flirted with him and he flirted oh, with yeah. both women. What is going on? Yeah. I'm confused. I don't get it. Peter's a big catch to the burn women. It's a big catch. <laughs> Iris, Eileen, Rose, Roisin, Roisin. <laughs> you never see a name, Roisin, Roisin, Eileen. <laughs> and Iris, they all, they all had eyes for Peter. Only Peter. 
Peter's is the only man. Only Peter. <laughs> Peter's the only man for that. So then Roisin gets Eileen out of there. They all go to the beach and her, <laughs> her food of choice for the barbecue was fish. Not just any fish. Mackerel. I mean, we're from a coastal town as well. And yet, like, I've never really, like, thought of barbecues as being a fish thing. No, it's all meat. Yeah. And also, why do they have so many, like, water-based traditions? Like, I think we've got, like, one water tradition up here. And that's, like, where, you know, on Boxing Day, people are oh, Christmas yeah. Day, surf into the sea. Yes, yeah, Boxing that's Day, the, yeah. yeah. I have no idea why this little village of Redwater, literally, their entire lives are surrounded by the sea. They have a festival where they run into the sea. They have a memorial where they run into the sea. They go swimming in the sea after a run. Like, is that not enough sea for you? <laughs> so, Agnes isn't happy with Kathleen being here. This is for family. She approaches Alfie, doesn't she? She demands that Alfie basically, you know, think about more than just cat's needs. Think about Dermot's. Dermot was very fragile. I did love how he was just lying down and then she just stands over him. Oh, yeah, with that big blue hat. I want you to listen to me, Alfie. <laughs> Get out of Redwater where you can. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it because I was just sat there thinking, yeah, okay, so you know that Dermot's really fragile, but you've lied to him his entire life. <laughs> and she goes on to say about the drowning and how Kieran, Dermot and Andrew were there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't really understand the story we're getting here. And why you're telling Alfie who was just randomly lying down. And Alfie's just like, oh, so you want us to leave then? <laughs> he takes the story as, you want me to leave the memorial, don't you? <laughs> yes, yes. I just love it because then when Alfie says that to Kat, Kat is furious once again, isn't she? <laughs> she is just absolutely furious and she's been denied a chance to swim. For someone else's memorial that she doesn't know about. <laughs> she is furious that she cannot take part in a family tradition that's not from her family. She's <laughs> absolutely livid. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> and then bear in mind that story Agnes has just told Alfie about Kieran, Andrew and Dermot. We then yeah. cut to all the women telling Dermot, Kieran and Andrew to go in the sea. <laughs> yes. Obviously Kieran is a bit like... Mm. Swimming's not my thing. It's not my tradition. So yeah, Kira basically is like, I don't want to swim, uh, you know, because my sister drowned, which is quite an understandable thing. Seeing yeah. your sister drown probably would traumatize you, and make you not want to go in the water again. Uh, and they were like, "Come on, Kieran, your your grandfather would love that." Dermot sees Kieran's con- concern, Kieran's awkwardness, and he takes some aside. He's like, Kieran, can you come help me take some bags down? And I, I'm not even joking. I legitimately thought for a second. Did they have a thing as well? That's what I thought. I was like, oh, God, Kieran's been around his cousins, hasn't he? He's, he's had the whole lot. He's had the whole lot. Honestly, I, I wouldn't put it past him. So he tells Kieran to pretend to be on a work call so he can go and he's going to go and tell everyone that. And then gives him this evil look. I was like, oh, Kieran, you're next on his list. Watch out. Watch out. 
And then we see Tommy's done another runner, standard yes. Tommy. And it's literally the standard of this version of Tommy. And Kat and Alfie clearly haven't told him about Stranger Danger because he's letting himself into Peter's car. Yes! Oh my God, I've literally wrote here my note. Tommy hanging out with Peter, chilling in a stranger's car, eating food. <laughs> literally, where is his parental guidance? Firstly, Alfie let him cook bacon by himself this morning. <laughs> now, they've just totally, you know, went about doing their own thing. Kathleen's going for a swim in a family tradition, in a family that's not hers. <laughs> Alfie's just chilling on the beach, sunbathing. Meanwhile, Tommy's wandered all the way up the beach. He's completely miles away from where they are. He's just having food with a stranger. Alfie was just lying there, not wondering where Tommy was. Cat went to go and get changed into the um, wetsuit. Didn't yeah. wonder where Tommy was. Oh, yeah. Not a clue. They're just letting him run. Just letting him run off. So then, um, Dermot tells Tommy to go and find his parents, and Peter's like, "We always used to lose you as a child." Oh well, that's not great. Yeah, that's (laughs) terrible. This is that happens in Red War often. (laughs) And Tommy is very excited to be like his brother Dermot, and Peter replies, "Well, he's your big brother while you're here." And Tommy replies, (laughs) "We've got different dads, though." Damn it. <laughs> this was so oh funny. Oh, isn't he a riot? <laughs> <laughs> you can just see that Dermot's got that drowning look on his face that he had yeah. that day with Lance. <laughs> and uh, he goes and threatens Tommy with the Spice Girl classic. If you want to be my brother, then this stays a secret. You Do you understand me? So, yeah, that, so that's that classic. The, that's the B-side to... If you want to be my lover, <laughs> got to get with my friends. <laughs> yeah. I love that. But don't worry, because as Tommy runs off, distressed and terrified of his older brother from another mother, Kathleen comes out dressed like a lilo, ready to take part in the family swim. And Dermot loves it. Right, I'm so glad you noticed that too. Because I was like, did he just look her up and down? This was the last picture of Kathleen before she vanished. Tune in next week for our updates. So then Kat decides now it's time to ask, where's Tommy? Yeah, just just now. Just now. Dermot decides not to tell her what had happened and just says he's gone to the beach. Well, he has, Dermot. You're right there. Geologically, location-wise, you're right. We didn't tell her why he's ran to the beach. No. But Tommy's a bit of a truth teller. Mm. So he doesn't hold back and he tells Alfie everything. Oh, he does. And then Alfie tells Kat, who just decides to stand up for Dermot instead. Yeah, it was a bit weird because, like, Alfie basically hates Dermot. And Dermot's reaction to being accused of being mean to to Tommy isn't to apologise properly. He basically says, well, you know what kids are like. They're always making drama. Are they? Are they though? I think Tommy has never really made up stories, has he? No. His problem is that he's consistently telling the truth and annoying everyone. And that's exactly why he got annoyed with him in the first place. It's because he's telling the truth. Exactly. So ain't no Dermot, you're lying. You're a liar. (laughs) So Tommy's like, no, I'm not having that apology. He's like, I want to go home. So Alfie takes him home while Kat uh, goes swimming with the family during their family tradition that she's yeah, you know, yeah. not part of. 
She's been looking so forward to this. It's made her holiday this. She's been looking forward to swimming where Lance swam before he died. I love it. She invited herself to the funeral. She invited herself to the wake. Now she's inviting herself to this. What next? Yeah, yeah. she went to the farm. Randomly just turned oh, to yeah? that farm. I mean, it is private land. It's not public. <laughs> she just drove up. <laughs> I just love it. I just have to say, I just absolutely love the whole thing where they run into the sea. <laughs> They're all running into the sea. Cat's living our best life with Dermot. She's forgotten completely Tommy and Alfie. She's like, Tommy who? Tommy who? Oh, oh yeah, Tommy. <laughs> Forgot about him. Damn it! Let's go swimming. <laughs> Next week's just calling Agnes uh, Aunt Yag. That's what she, that's what's going to be happening. Honestly, I swear oh, I to don't God. think she'll like that. The big Aggie. <laughs> this is literally. This isn't about Cat finding her son. This is about Cat finding a new family. That's what this is about. <laughs> She's like, I'm sick of Bert and Ernie. I don't want Haley. I don't want anyone else. I just want to move in with the Burns and yeah, be Irish now. She's Kathleen Byrne now. Yes, Kathleen. She's not Cat. And I just love it because the whole thing, it's like, there are no rules. You just swim. And they all just start running and swimming. And, and then, then they all start picking each other up and stuff. Yes. Dermot's splashing cat and cat's splashing him as if they're like five. <laughs> you know, like the, the things you do with your parents, like when you were on holiday <laughs> or something, in a swimming pool, when you were like yeah, five to five. ten. And you're like, ha-ha. It's like, ha-ha, ha-ha. I splashed you, ha-ha. Loving it. <laughs> She's like, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. And then we've got Agnes watching with disdain. Oh, she's, she's not furious. liking it. She's not liking it. She's not welcome here. Um, and a big shout out to John Joel, who decided didn't really want to hang out with his family. He would prefer to take an inflatable dolphin in with him. Well, I mean, we've had sharks, we've had whales, we've had, you know, all sorts of sea creatures. So why not a dolphin? <laughs> Throw a dolphin in now as well. What next? The Kraken. Honestly. Agnes is like, no one leaves Redwater. Summon the Kraken. <laughs> As she looks on angrily, Eileen decides, I'm going to give her a hug. Which, oh, Agnes hates. She's like, is this an American thing? <laughs> you know why? It's the same reason why she didn't want Lance to cuddle up to her that first episode. You'll make me warm. <laughs> <laughs> she prefers the cold of Kushdara's balls. <laughs> Kushdara <laughs> never makes her warm. <laughs> and then you've also got Pedrick, you know, uh, Royston's husband. Um, he's just he's literally just taking everyone out. He's taking everyone out. He's picking up Andrew, throwing him over his shoulders. He's picking up Aideen, his granddaughter, drowning her. <laughs> I was just like, Jesus, this man's taking this serious. He wants to win. <laughs> what next is he gonna like you know knock flipping John Show off his dolphin I didn't really understand what they were doing but um yeah they there are no rules Emma there are no rules <laughs> so how do you find a winner there are no rules <laughs> <laughs> the sea decides <laughs> oh I mean really Kathleen was the winner because she got to take part in a family tradition that's her tradition that's who the winner is <laughs> And meanwhile, whilst everyone's swimming, because swimming's important, apparently. I mean, I don't think it's as important as someone's happiness. It's cut to Kieran standing alone on a cliffside. Um, Royston tells her sister Eileen that really Kieran needs help. He's scared of the water, terrified. I mean, yeah, he might be, but I'm also scared of heights. I don't expect people to be like, 
right, well, he's got to go up a, you know, a humongous height. Get him up the Empire State Building. I don't expect that. Meanwhile, Wesleyan's off to find her son. Another one of the Garda come over, don't they? We're introduced to the second of the two police officers working in Redwater. Well, I was going to say, Bernie's on maternity leave now, so we're introduced to the the guy who's taken over. He's now man in Redwater, because yeah. we've only ever really seen two. Bernie <laughs> and now him. So, yeah, there's only two of them. Yeah, and, there's um... only two. It's a very small police station. <laughs> <laughs> Just a cup at the back of, uh, back of uh, Eileen's, uh, you know, hotel or something. That's where it'll be. Nothing's come back from the lab. They just know Lance died from a cardiac arrest and Bernie's having none of that. <laughs> I have to say, I creased. He comes over, Dougie comes over and he's like, listen, Bernie, there's, there, nothing's come back from the lab. And she's like, I'm not happy. I, I don't believe that. Why did he die of cardiac arrest? Listen, listen, Dougie. I know she did it. I know Aideen's behind this. Her and that horse, she's always wanted that horse. <laughs> she would do anything <laughs> for that horse and she drowned him. <laughs> it's so true she's so dead set she was like they must have found something they must have found something oh my god you're desperate to prove that your daughter's murdered this man we cut to Kieran having another flashback when he breaks down because he's getting visions of mouse drowning yeah not a mouse his not sister mouse. Mouse's, no, mouse's sister <laughs> it's hard to tell whose cousins and whose siblings <laughs> they're all related in Redwater <laughs> <laughs> and this is the point I started to get confused. Hmm. Now, was this a memorial barbecue for Lance? Or was this a memorial barbecue for Iris and Mouse? Because <laughs> Andrew and Dermot take a boat out, Peter hands them Iris's flowers, and off they go. Dermot kisses them and puts them in the sea. And they're saying how Kieran should be there for that moment. So whose memorial was it? Yeah, a um, few questions. Firstly, like you, I'm confused on whose memorial it is, but I've come to realise, I think, that actually in Redwater, whenever you die, you become part of the memorial service. Yeah. It's everyone's day. <laughs> it's everyone's Every day. day. <laughs> it's everyone's day. Lance's barbecue. But... So, oh, maybe, maybe they kind of celebrate Lance this year for the whole year and then next year it's everyone's in the joint together yes. so they can still have their days. Yes. And also the sea is Iris's sea because Iris died in the sea first before Lance. <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> she just got I mean, in I there. I just love it. She got in there first. <laughs> yeah, she just got in there. She drowned first. She was always after that. She was always after that. That <laughs> <Bad> woman! <laughs> I just love it because then, like you say, like, they're slagging him off as if it's like part of a normal tradition. But really, I get that that's what they did on the night to try and get help. But they shot up a flare in the middle of the day when they don't need help. Air and rescue will be flying over there immediately to save someone. They don't know that there's a family tradition. But no one appeared, so they obviously didn't care about the people of Redwater's safety. No. <laughs> That's why Iris and Mouse died. <laughs> Help us! Send up the flare. Someone will come. Three years later. Still waiting. Mouse, hold on! I can't. I'm so hungry without my cheese. <laughs> I 
Mouse actually died from a mouse trap. It wasn't the sea. Yeah, it wasn't the sea. <laughs> it's actually that damn woman. She Agnes... put loads of mouse traps down in Kustara. Agnes was putting mouse traps down. <laughs> so then uh, we have, after all of this goes on, uh, Roisin, a husband, and Peter all standing, basically staring at each other. And something's definitely gone on there because when they go into the pub and... Patrick, was it? Yeah, I think his name's Patrick. That's how it's written. I'm saying oh, okay. Patrick. They never really say his name <laughs> ever, so like we we don't know. know what it is. I know. <laughs> they said it once, and then I was like, "What was that?" Um, he says how Peter has to give him all these drinks for free and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, something's gone down." Made me wonder: Is it like money related? Is it relationship related? There's something mm, definitely. Like, there's something. Like, is it, can I just say as well? Shout out to Big Aggie for like, as soon as Peter was going to approach Royston, you know, the love of his life. Clearly, <laughs> Agnes, Agnes just appeared and blocked his path. She's like, "You shall not. <laughs> you shall not pass." Yes, definitely. No, you won't. He's the Balrog, she's Gandalf. There's and no would, way he's getting past. It would make sense how Eileen and Roisin kind of have a strange relationship, like where they're, they're happy to see each other, but then like kind of hate each other because they both clearly fancy him. Yeah, there's something there's something going on there with like the pair of them. I was just like, ooh, I see what you're doing. There's a, a naughty love triangle or something here. So they head off to the pub now, and um, Andrew makes a very awkward joke to Kieran. No swim, no drink. That didn't go down well. No, because he thought he was serious, and so would I if I was like, coming in. It's like, really? Sorry. Like, yeah, he definitely said it with like an intent that sounded offended. Yeah. <laughs> so, Patrick's drinks, like Emma saying, are on the house, aren't they? For no apparent reason. For no apparent reason. Patrick's like, the drinks are on the house. Aren't they, Peter? Drinks are on the house. Everyone's having a great time. Although Agnes is fuming when she sees that cat is once again now sat in their family get-together. <laughs> Agnes just looks across and she's like, what the heck is she doing here again? The beach wasn't enough. She needs to now join the after party. Honestly, is this like Kath- Kathleen just wants to join them? She just wants to join the family. She's like, Agnes, will you adopt me? I could be the new Iris. And then she was ignoring texts that Alfie was sending about Tommy and how scared he was, just so she could sit with the person who scared him, Dermot. Well, I mean, he did have that beautiful picture with Dermot earlier, so that's probably why. (laughs) That really cute photo. (laughs) Alfie and and Tommy were never seen again. These are the last messages he sent to, to Kat before they vanished. We're still looking into reports as to where Kathleen Moon also went that night. <laughs> That's an unsolved mystery of Warford. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, Agnes is not happy. She makes it very clear that she's not happy when she sees Kathleen laughing with Dermot. Uh, it did give us the, you're not welcome here, vibes. Cat <laughs> uh, does get the hint and she does leave. So she tell, tells Dermot to... Don't worry, I've got to go, but you enjoy all this. And she gives Agnes a bit of a nod to say, like, she understands she's leaving. I mean, she's overstayed her welcome. I mean, she shouldn't have been really there in the first place. <laughs> and <laughs> Dermot notices that. So I was like, oh, that's 
Agnes 100% on that list. She moves further up every time for the drowning yeah, list. She, she's, she's like, do you remember on uh, Get Your Own Back when you would <laughs> stick your parents on the chairs and it goes up and up and up until yeah. they get so high that they drop in the slime. Dermot's on there. It's like, so so why have you come here, Dermot? I want to teach my crazy auntie a lesson. She's been meddling my life for too long, lying about me having a, having a mother who wasn't actually my mom, who was actually an alcoholic and didn't love us. Like, you know, I want to get my own back. And then it's like, well, are you ready to gunsha? <laughs> 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 he's like yes <laughs> Starts, I can just see him running around doing all the obstacle courses and stuff oh get your own back what a classic in the obstacle course he'll probably kick down the walls of Kristara Kristara <laughs> <laughs> oh good good times so yes uh, Agnes seems to brighten up a little doesn't she once Kathleen leaves and uh, she wants Aideen <laughs> to sing for her Wants another song um, after the last one. She'd quite like I, that one again, she said. Yeah, I, well, I mean, who wouldn't when it every time Aideen sings it, Lancet <laughs> goes to free appears and sings it with her. <laughs> <laughs> A pearl for my rose. <laughs> Meanwhile, Eileen's um, running off. She's stealing Peter's car keys and off she goes. I love that. She's broken into his house just earlier. Now she's committing Grand Theft Auto. I know, obviously, like, you know, the, the Guardian aren't that great in Red Water because, you know, there's only two of them. One of them's on maternity leave and the other's being a barbecue. Could it, like, coordinate um, Being a barbecue. Yeah, being a barbecue. <laughs> it's, one of those, it's one of those people that likes to be objects. Every now and then he just decides, I'm going to try being the barbecue. <laughs> people just put like burgers on his head and stuff <laughs> it's a good way for free food <laughs> I mean it is isn't it I mean Bernie said it herself he likes his sausages oh well, well someone else so who just, likes his sausages so is Kieran <laughs> and he's just spilled a drink all over himself <laughs> oh silly Kieran that's what they do in pornography not in the <laughs> real world <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, Kieran goes to the toilet. I've got a lot of things to say about this public toilet. Oh. Got a lot of things to say about this public I know you're a, a connoisseur of public toilets, Emma. Well, you found that so, out last week, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I doubt that's one of those toilets that has Toilet of the Year 2018 or oh, something written no, on it. Probably not. And he decides he's going to wash his hands vigorously. He mm-hmm. felt all the whole bowl up really doesn't he the whole <laughs> basin he fills up and he's washing his hands that was... I was spent not having a bath I thought he was going to get a sponge out wipe under his arms <laughs> I was like Kieran stop wasting water now <laughs> come on come on this might be red water but it hasn't rained in a while so you know might be a water short I mean I did also just think looking at him I was just like would you really honestly fill a dirty public sink nope Full of water. You just use the tap. You just leave the tap running. <laughs> use and you the just... It all goes off your hands. But the weirdest part for me, in these manky toilets where he's just washed his hands in a bowl of dirty sink water, his cousin Andrew comes in. Oh, yeah. His cousin Andrew comes in with towels from the bar. <laughs> 
mean, you know how everyone's used to paper towels, disposable towels, or like hand dryers. Hand dryers are, are revolutionary out here. You know, that that's what you use. You don't, but not only you... that, right? He's got so these towels have been used at the bar. He uses that to dry his hands. Then, yeah. then he goes up to the bar and gives them back. Oh, and then he says, they may need a wash. <laughs> may. 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 You've just washed your dirty hands all over them. Yeah. And worse than that, because before we even get to the bar scene. Oh, I know. What does Andrew do with it? Oh, this. Andrew. They're splashing each other with that dirty water. The dirty, filthy water that's not only dirty from, from his hands, but also from God knows how many years of bacteria that's within that bowl. Because clearly, clearly Peter doesn't clean that bowl. I'm sorry, I don't believe that. <laughs> the rest of that toilet did not look clean. And then they start splashing each other with the water. The filthy water they start splashing each other with. And then they start smacking each other with the dirty tea towel. And Andrew dips the tea towel into the water Ugh. as well. And then like they start obviously whipping each other, toweling each other, getting all wet hot and bothered and then before you know it Andrew shoves him up against the wall Andrew and Kieran begin to kiss oh. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is horrific <laughs> it is so horrific I love when he's like we can't like I'm not being funny but how have none of their family noticed this I know I know every time Every time Andrew's even in the vicinity, Kieran's like, looking good, cuz. <laughs> Stares longingly. Oh, <laughs> man, it's wrong. They're related. It's so wrong. They're it's so wrong. It's just, it, I can't even say anything more. I mean, like, it is so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the worst of it is, is this isn't even one of our, like, jokes. This is what's actually written into Redwater. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, we make the jokes about I this. Do wonder if people thought it was a joke we'd made until they'd seen it. If you hadn't already seen it, do let us know if you thought we were maybe exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, no, we weren't. It's real. <laughs> Not only have they clearly had a previous sexual relationship, they are now currently engaging in another one. And now, when you think about it, I look back at that flashback, Emma, and he was holding on to Kieran a little bit too hard, wasn't he? True. Oh, Andrew. True. Andrew's like, no, we can't. And Kieran yes. says, I know, I'm sorry. And they, uh, then Andrew weirdly touches his face and leaves. More dirty water on there. There you go. Do you know what they didn't do as well? They didn't empty that sink. No, they didn't. They just left that sink like that. That's that's absolutely outrageous, that. Poppy's in there, slaving away. So now... They can't even... Someone's going to have to put their hand in to take that plug out. So exactly. that's another person. Blooming filth they are. Blooming filth. filth. <laughs> so on from Kim and Aggie's How Clean Is Your House? <laughs> 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 Off to another house. Kushtara! Ah, oh, the legendary sacred land of the fairy for Kushtara. So Roisin is showing someone round. Uh, she left the memorial barbecue and um, after party. And she's... Showing it to, I'm assuming, an estate agent. He was very yeah. well-dressed. And Eileen's just had a change of heart and she's running through and she's saying, no, I'm, I'm not giving you my consent to do this, no. And once I pull out of this, now you can't sell it. Mwahaha. <laughs> it's so strange, isn't it? We've had like a role reversal because in episode two, when they got given 
the house and uh, the farm. It was Roisin who was like, well, it's Mammy's life. It's Mammy's farm. Now Roisin's like, let's pack up. Let's sell everything. <laughs> and it's Eileen who's like, no, I want to be with Mammy. What's next? Is Roisin going to start talking in an American accent? What happens if they accidentally mixed up the scripts and then they were reading each of us lines and then it was just too late and they thought, no, oh, we'll go with it. <laughs> we'll just go. We'll just go with the flow. <laughs> I love it because it's just like so mad that they're not selling their ancestral home. <laughs> and this is where we cut to Kieran handing back over those tea towels. Oh, so we cut back to Cat and Alfie, don't we? And um, Alfie's not happy, wants to head back to Spain and pretty much says Tommy hates Dermot. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a stretch. I mean, he's fell out with his brother, <laughs> who he's only known for a few days at most. Like... He's seven years old. I don't think he can say he hates someone. I don't think he hates someone. Just this morning he was running along, loving his life with Dermot. So I think it would probably take a lot more to make him hate him. But Dermot's got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alfie basically wants to leave. Cat's like, but what about me and Dermot? What about me and the Burns? I have a whole family here, Alfie. <laughs> <laughs> they love me dearly. They invited me to their <laughs> memorial barbecue. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm going over for a candlelight supper with, you know, Agnes. We're, we're celebrating Lance's life again. And then the next day we'll have an afternoon tea. Like, I just absolutely love how cats like fuming that Alfie wants to go back to Spain. I mean, they do have a business in the house over there. <laughs> they have two children over there. And as we know, they've been in Redwater for, like around 10 days or more because it's been 10 no. days since Lance was found. Almost like two weeks. Who's looking after the babies? Who's looking after them bands? <laughs> That's the thing. We don't know because when it cut back to EastEnders, Mo said that Bert and Ernie were with them. So that's weird. Just so strange. But they start rowing, don't they? Start rowing because Alfie knows that she hasn't told Dermot about Harry. He's figured it out. There's no way anyone could be that happy after finding out that horrific truth. So Alfie's deduced that Kat has lied to him and to Dermot, and Dermot deserves the truth. Oh, bit of because Dermot's outside eavesdropping. Because <laughs> that's normal. He's just creeping round, looking into their windows. Not weird Dermot at all. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dermot really, really is stranger every episode. <laughs> yes, gets stranger and stranger. Now, you would think that's where the episode would be left, but it mm -hmm. isn't. We've got um, Aideen making her way in between Kieran and um, and Andrew to say that, because they're staring at each other and they're kind yeah. of discussing what just went on in the toilets. And mm -hmm. she's like, "Mam needs crisps. And then when asked which flavour, she replies, all of them. Yeah, I was a bit like, <laughs> I was like, that's not real though, is it? Because he'll bring all those crisps over and if she hasn't asked for them, she's going to be very offended. <laughs> She'll be like, what are you trying to say about us? Do you think I'm fat? Like that will literally, that would be my reaction if someone bought us every crisp. And uh, Eileen's appeared with some good news for everyone. She's staying in Redwater. She is selling her house in America because that Yay. means they don't have to sell Kostara. Agnes is thrilled with the news. She's thrilled, isn't she? She's like, 
Oh, my little Eileen's coming home. I mean, five minutes ago, she was like, do not touch me. <laughs> like, now she's like, oh, she's going to be Irish again. I love you, my little Eileen. Back to red water. And then, in complete contrast, Bryson comes in and she's like, I've never been so embarrassed in my life. And I was like, really, though? Because, like, literally all she said was, I've taken away my consent to sell a house. You never had one of those moments, rushing, like, where you've, I don't know, been walking along with a chocolate milkshake, fell down a hill, slipped all the way through a big muddy hill <laughs> and landed right in front of a parked queue of cars? No? No, just me? Okay. <laughs> It's really like one of my most embarrassing memories. That that's amazing. <laughs> Big mudslide trail. Was it one of those Yazoo's? No, it was actually from McDonald's. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was walking just out of McDonald's down. You know Silverlink. Yeah. Walking down there, slipped down the hill. You know how you used to do, like the sad like the green hilly bit. Yeah. I walked over that and just went. <laughs> Course. All of the road was filled with cars and everyone just started laughing at us. <laughs> <laughs> I've done plenty of embarrassing things. Uh, yeah. like I literally probably couldn't pick one off the top of my head right now. Oh, I've got a long list. Oh, I've it's got long. A long like, I still get flashbacks to when I shouted out thinking it was my cousin ahead of us and actually it wasn't. Oh, it was I hate those ones when you wave at people as well. Oh, God. Uh, it's awful. Why does your body do that to you? <laughs> Why is it trickier like that? Oh, the worst ones are when you go to a different trolley when you're a child and you start holding on to it and then you realise that's not your parents. Someone else. <laughs> Someone else. That was awful. I've done that before. It's even worse if you look up and it's Agnes and she goes, you're not welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode ends with Roisin storming off. Yeah, she's storming out into the night. Roisin is not happy. This favourite scene of mine. Our favourite scene this week has to be Agnes picking up her shell phone and saying a shallow to Lance. <laughs> this favourite scene of mine. So it's time to play Match Game, the Red War edition. And because me and Emma are cheap, we're not going to do RuPaul and dress up like the characters we're meant to be playing. We're just going to be Emma and Connor because we're sort of impersonating ourselves anyway. We're celebrities. We're celebrities in our own right, aren't we? <laughs> so... Might not even be on the alphabet, might not even be a Z, but, you know, we're still there somehow. So we can be in match game. So the rules are quite simple. I will read out a question or a statement and me and Emma have to try and match our answers. For everyone we match, we will get a point. And if we get enough points, we might win a few interesting prizes. Ooh. So now... On with Match Game, the Redwater edition. So, Eileen is so American <laughs> that she has a blank on her blank. So you just have to fill in the blank, Emma. What does Eileen have on her something? What, oh, she's what, bound what to have the American flag on her bum or something. Oh, nah, I put Eileen so American... That she has a portrait of Donald Trump on her back. Oh. 
I thought it'd be one of those tattoos where she went um, drunk and went and got it. <laughs> and <laughs> it gets put on her bum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so close, but no cigar, Emma. Oh. So, on with the next one. It's quite a simple one, this one, Emma. Why can no one leave Redwater? Because Agnes won't let them. She is Redwater. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Agnes will not let them because she is red water. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> that was a perfect match. <laughs> so, another blank one for you. We've got to okay. fill in the blanks. This one's quite an easy one. <laughs> Bernie's been having strange cravings ever since she's become pregnant. Yesterday, she asked Andrew to shove a blank up her blank. <laughs> A jam roll up her hole. Correct! I rolled that too, Matt! Yes! Of course it's a jam roll up her hole. That's what they all do around in Redwater. So, so the next one is... Mouse is always getting up to trouble. But what did she steal from Agnes's pantry? <laughs> <laughs> She's mouse. She's going to steal some cheese. Yes, yeah, some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's another match. Oh, we're doing good, Emma. We're doing good. So, Dermot, we're setting up a dating profile on a website. What would be his three favourite hobbies? Drowning. That's one, yeah. <laughs> Running into the sea. Fully clothed. Oh, no. Getting angry about orange juice. Oh, I should have put that, but I didn't. I put drowning, finding long lost relatives and being a priest. Still got one point, Emma. Still got got one one point there. That's not to be scoffed at. (laughs) So this one's a more E20 themed question. Oh, okay. That'll give you a little hint to what I'm referring to. Agnes is so old. She might have even been from 1882. Agnes is so old that she still uses blank when there's a power cut. <laughs> she got a lantern out. Yes, another <laughs> match. So, on to the next match. We're almost to the end now, Emma. We're in the finals. Lance is such a player that last time he went on a boozy night out in Warfad, he pulled a famous Warfad lady. But who was it? And what item did she leave behind? I feel like it would be Pat and it would be an earring. Yes! Ah! Thank God, yes! I put Amazing. Pat Butcher and she left her famous earrings behind in Lance's Airbnb. <laughs> My God, well done. That's two points. Oh, I'm happy about that one. So, I mean, that was amazing, that. You, like, totally read my mind there. <laughs> Last one. Before with bonus question. Okay. Aaron's on Grinder. Not Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> Who's Aaron? <laughs> Kieran. <laughs> Kieran's on Grinder. Aaron, apparently. <laughs> Random, I was like, oh, not another one I forgot the name of. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran's on Grinder, but his preference for what he's seeking is a little bit complicated. But what is his preference? <laughs> Family. Yes! Well done! <laughs> We get the chance to double our points with a bonus question. So, Emma, 
When you die in red water, what is the phrase used to describe one trying to get into paradise? Kicking the walls of Kushtara. Yes! We win a race into the sea with our legs tied to Dermot's. Oh. I know. Let's hope he doesn't drown with. We also get to have a ride on Ember. <gasps> we get to visit Dead Man Lance. <laughs> Get if there's a dead man, Lance, and then to finish it off, Emma, we both get Eileen's fake American accent. Oh my Kathleen. god, Kathleen! <laughs> oh my god, I like cannot wait to start using it. That's amazing. Let Let's just say this: congratulations to us for being such good friends that we got twenty points. We are awesome why was billy stealing the post where did phil go after the boat crash will shirley ever find out about kathy and buster since when were peter and jay best friends the unsolved mysteries of Welcome back to another Unsolved Mystery of Walford. And it's a big one this week. It's one that we have mentioned in many podcasts. What age is Dottie? Have they aged her up? I mean, the simple answer is, yes, they have. We are not morons. But we've done some research, haven't we, Emma? (laughs) So there's absolutely no way she'll be the same age as Bex. We know when Bex was born. It's again with Bobby. We know when Bobby was born. So those ages couldn't have been tampered with. However, Tiff and Dottie came to the square a bit later. So there is a chance he could work with that. However, Tiff has always been consistent and has been the same age as Bobby. Done a bit of research, haven't we? And we found this. So she was meant to be introduced as an 11-year-old on her first stint. And then they decided, no, and went with eight-year-old. However, if you check, when she came to the square, she was a seven-year-old. So the conclusion is, they have no idea themselves what age Dottie is. <laughs> there is no consistency to time, as me and Emma tell you every week. But her friendship with Tiff, and like, she used to annoy Bobby as well as a kid, which is weird considering yeah. their relationship now. There's no way on earth she would have been like Bex's age. <laughs> I know. This is literally what's crazy. It doesn't make sense. Tiff has dated Bobby. Like when they were, the, they were little, they were like, you know, kid dating. Like, I mean, it's weird by themselves because they're cousins or something. They've got a weird relationship there. But like that aside, they were roughly the same age. That's why they were dating. Now, if they're the same age and Dottie was going to like the same school as Tiff and was... Tiff's archenemy at that point, she must have been the same age as Tiff. It makes sense. So it's clear. They have decided to age her up. Have they ever even had a birthday for her or anything? Like, we have no idea when this girl was even born. No one ever really mentions that age until, like, now when they're like, oh, she's like, I'm 19 or I'm going to uni or I'm in uni. And they're like... Yeah, and it seems like actually the... The people who introduced Dottie and the people who reintroduced Dottie and like the people who occasionally referenced her in their writings probably all had different ideas of how old Dottie was yeah. or how old they wanted Dottie to be. Because there's just there doesn't seem to be a consistency there with the ages. I think Dottie's one of those characters that just bring her in and out and then they can change it to suit. Because she's not yeah. 
she was never really a main character. She was there as Nick's daughter originally. So it was one mm-hmm. of those things where I don't think you really had to put a timestamp on the age. Well, now yeah. you kind of do, but obviously it's been a bit muddled up with what she used to be. So it's like, how yeah. old is she? Oh, this is odd. <laughs> so I think we may have just solved another mystery of Walt. This week's episode is sponsored by The Haunted Tours of Kushtara If you want to touch up beams And feel the coldness of Kushtara's walls Come to Haunted Tours at Kushtara Disclaimer Don't be confused when Eileen runs in and says You have to leave It's just something she does also, we have been told you can't currently kick the walls down. We will get back to you on that. Stay away from my family, Kathleen. Kathleen.